Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sonny. I am here with my co-host. Hello! And before we get too far in, we, of course, want to thank all of our wonderful patrons. So a huge thank you to Austin Johnson, Salix, Kane Martin, Damian Zink, Gate Guardian Support, HZH Cyber, Marshawn Jones, Mr. Herbie's, Witchcraft Remain 2022, Zyphorus, Zephyrius AD, Aaron Gardner, Anthony Leela, Appalooza is a Floodgate, Brandon, Dank Nugs, Dang Along, D's Nuts, haha, got him! I read that for the first time yesterday on the Patreon episode and <sighs> got him. <laughs> Listen, I understand that it only costs a dollar a month to make me say stupid things, but come on, people. Got to be more creative than this. Invoke Fart, Kevin Hugh, Mountain Man, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Rudolph, Sneaky Links, Virtually Savers or World, What Does Pot of Greed Do, Chris Myers, Maxi Solves Combo, Old Man Red, Ray Powell, Rota to Three, please, and Slaking It Up. Thank you all so much for your continued support. If you want to become a Patreon, the link is in the description down below. And, of course, if you want to support the channel at no extra cost to you, be sure to check out our TCG Player affiliate link in the description down below. And other than that... Let's go ahead and get on into the main content today. We, of course, have a very, very special guest with us, as I'm sure you already know by the title of the episode. We have the one, the only Chris Lofton with Lofton TCG. What is up, dude? Not much, man. Just uh, settling back in for a few more hours before I leave for Mexico. <laughs> you are really on the grind. Um, I know you were at YCS Charlotte. And then, is that right? Yeah. Absolutely. And then you just got back from Bogota, Colombia. 
and had I would say okay results there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just a little bit okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Above average. No complaints. Yeah, yeah. And then I think this weekend you're flying to Guadalajara, Mexico for the YCS, right? I am. I, I am. We stay grinding. That's what I like to hear. So, of course, as I'm sure you saw again in either the description or the episode title, Chris outplayed basically, not basically, everybody. He outplayed everybody on his way to the victory at YCS Bogota. And why don't you tell us, we're, we're going to get on into the tournament itself, but I would love to talk just for a moment about the actual, your backstory before we get too far on in. So I'm kind of wondering a little bit about how you got into the game, how you actually made a name for yourself in the game, your growth, your progression, because this is not your first top. This is not the first time you've ever done well at an event. So I was hoping you could give us a little bit more about your backstory and yourself and then how you became to be, I mean, a sponsored pro Yu-Gi-Oh player, you know? Right. Um, I, I played the game like everybody else when I was a kid, um, just here and there. Um, I was always the best player in my school. Like it was just like one of those things, you know, when you start to play, you realize like you're good at it and then you start wanting to play at tournaments and stuff and you just leave school, you know. Kids just didn't understand the concept of the game um, when you were little. Like, I remember I was playing, like, an Exodia deck with, like, Sang and the Witch of the Black Forest, and, and my friends were always, like... They, they were the players that were, like, how did you get all... That's crazy. Like, there, there's no way. You can't do that. Like, you, there's no way you got all five pieces. And I'm, like... I, I, I'm just reading the cards and just playing the cards. I don't know, man. Um, That's how you won the event. You were reading the cards. And you know what? That basically... Ex- that basically explains my the opposite of my event. I'll, I'll get into that. Um, okay. <laughs> so then I, I stopped playing when I got into high school. You know, I was I was just honestly too embarrassed to tell friends that I played, and I just stopped going to locals and stuff. And uh, I started back up uh, probably a year after I graduated. And uh, I remember I went to Gen Con in Indy and. Uh, my first like actual event, I think I was just walking around the venue and I remember buying a Gores and like a cyber dinosaur. And I entered this event and I was thinking like, these girls are pretty good. Um, I went zero three and realized my cards just weren't good enough. Like I'd say yeah. that was my first tournament. Like there was no regional in between. There was no like play testing with friends even. It was just like, I just jumped back in and just went and I got absolutely demolished, and I was like, oh, I didn't like that. I didn't, I didn't like that. So what do I got to do to figure that out? Right, of course. So well, is this when Gen Con was still an SJC, or is this when it's a YCS? It was that year. It was the last year it was an SJC. Oh, my goodness. Last I've year. heard so many stories about that event from other pro players. Just the various SJCs at Gen Con every year. I've heard it was always, like, the event. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then... Fast forward to 2012, because I think that was 2010. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I, I just, my memory in that is very awful. But yeah, 2012, we had Gen Con, um, the Gen Con YCS. I think it was like for the last year, and I managed to take Bubble Beats. I played one Bubble Man and Heroes, and I it was wind up format, and I got top 32. 
And I remember attacking for game in top 32, and like that's when I found out what my opponent was playing. Like I killed his wind up rat because like game one he just didn't play any cards, picked his cards up. Game two didn't play any cards, and I'm attacking over his monster, and it was a wind up rat. Then I attacked for game. I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, my first event, my first major event that I topped because at that point I had like uh, maybe like seven or eight regional top eights, all with heroes and like frog monarchs, and then uh, I got into top 16 it was actually a feature match online um where it was game three i was playing against uh steven bazell and uh he was playing chaos dragons i i won game one he won no I, he won game one i won game two and and then i don't know he was he was going first game three and he goes set one pass i'm thinking not what he was doing this like yeah comes. I go, all right summon neos alias 19 set five pass and he just in phase, <laughs> flips decree oh like, ah, i see i see mst is at one gemini sparks at, uh gemini like, sparks at two in my deck and i've got torrential set and like skill drone and no gemini start no mst and he just proceeds to summon five monsters like the end photo was like bls chaos dragon chaos dragon just five boss monsters and i'm like you know what uh, that Gemini spark, this torrential would have been really cool. So that knocked me out of my top 16, and uh, that was like the that was that was uh, the last time I topped for a while. Uh, I stopped playing from between like 2012 and like 2016 for maybe two years, and uh, I came back, and I think it was maybe like two years after I came back. Yeah, because in 2018, I went to uh, YCS. Um, Niagara Falls, and I played Altergeist. I was having a lot of success at regionals with Altergeist, and uh, I, I took it there. It was Thunder Dragon for me. It was the, it was the weekend that Thunder Dragons were released. Um, and so Altergeist had a really good matchup against Thunder Dragons. So I, I played that, and I remember I, <laughs> I squeezed into top 32. I didn't squeeze. I think it was like 20-something. But I, I got into top 32, and I had to play John Wilkin. Um, he's a kid from Canada, and he's really good at the game, too. And he's playing Goki. Um, and all I remember is it was game three, and I had a pretty good opening board. I was feeling pretty good. And this kid had two cards left in his hand, and I had a trap left and um, a multi-faker left in hand. I'm thinking, like, it's two cards, I got a trap, and I got I got to use a silk. Like, I'm, I'm about to move on to top 16 pretty easy. I got to flip my trap, and his one of his last cards in his hand was a red reboot, and so that ended my tournament there. And I was like, all right, cool. Want to win a match? Can't believe that. I'm nice. Um, <laughs> so there was that. And then in between, there was a lot of regional. Like, I was grinding uh, regional points or, or world's points. I was, for the 2019 season, I was top 10 for regional points all the way up until the last two months of it. I just, just I just didn't go to the last seven regionals that I could have went to. I stopped just stopped like nobody in my area wanted to like keep driving. I always had to drive, and I just lost motivation to like do a double regional weekend, like three more weekends in a row. And so right. I went down to like twenty second or twenty fourth in world's points. So I missed the uh, world's points playoff for nationals. Um, so I didn't get to go to that. So that was that was unfortunate, but. Um, I'm definitely now more motivated to play the game. And then, you know, skip forward when we have COVID for the last few years. And then I went to YCS Charlotte. Oh, sorry. Let me, let me talk a little bit about, um, 
the last year. I think what got me back into the game, Denver had a uh, case tournament event out there at Rocky Mountain Games. And I went out there. Yeah, cool. I went for a 3v3. I played with uh, DeBlessin Wilson and Frank Nicola, and uh, I played Ultra Guys. And uh, that was a mistake to play Ultra Guys games. I just didn't have any. I just didn't have any cards. And I was like, I kind of want to play again. So let's see. Um, and then it was. Uh, I think. I think it was like October. And then January comes around, and I get a hold of some Despia cards, and I'm starting to think like, I'm reading these cards. They're pretty good. Like I just. I don't know how they're good, but like their effects are good. And then the brain started turning, and um, there was a PPG in Tampa um, at TCG Con. And I took Invoke Dogmatica Despia down there, thinking, like, they're fusions. This is pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to play some fusions. I get down there, and I think it's, like, round five, and I'm starting to realize, like, oh, I think my deck's pretty good. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I think it's pretty good. And then it was the weekend Bra- uh, Des- or Brave was released. The, the Brave engine was released. And I'm sitting there... I didn't because I didn't read any of the cards. I just didn't read them. And uh, I think it was like round five. I get a wind on board, and somebody goes activate rights. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine. Just do it. Do whatever. And he adds Draco back, and I go, okay, yeah, whatever. And he activates it. Like, yeah, okay. And he goes activate effect. I go, what, what's the effect? He goes, it bounces a card on the field. I'm like, what do you mean? Stop. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it bounces your window. And I'm sitting there looking at my hand. I've got like nothing else committed to the field. I was like, last time I was pretty sure if you put wind on board, you won the game. Like, if you don't draw, like, you win the game. So, what's going on here? So, I realized Winter just got power crap, so I had to keep playing with this deck for the rest of the event, and I'm like, I am not in a good position here. Um, I end day one, I think X1, and uh, made it to top cut. Um, So, top 16, I played Kamal, um, and I barely managed to beat him. Like, when I say barely, I won by 300 life points in time. Um, And... (laughs) Bless Masquerade, I guess. And <laughs> top, eight, top eight came around. I had to play Hani, and I I think the match was seven minutes. He beat me in seven minutes. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Jeez. I have no idea what I'm doing here. I, I This is exactly what I, I was like. I, should, I shouldn't have even been here, honestly. So was at that time, because I think that was, my, that was the first event that anybody played Despia at um, for 2022. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, that's, I think this deck just gets better. I think I learned a lot about the deck, started messing around with the cards. I dropped the invoke engine. And then over the next month or so, I I, was, I, like, I went to Arizona. I played a couple of events. There was a 3v3 in uh, Tennessee that I went to. Um, and I played, um, I played Despia, but like we, I went X1 in my bracket and my teammates, uh, I think with X1 or X2, like in a combination in the, in the Swiss, and we both we all got in the top cut, um, and they lost their top eight match. I won mine. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, these cards are way too good, and nobody's playing them. Why are they not playing them? Just why are they not playing them? And around that time, the structure deck gets announced, and I'm going through reading these cards. I rebranded Fusion, and I'm like, yo. <laughs> My time has come. What are they about to do? What? Because when did this come out? So I'm looking at the timeline, and they announced some YCSs, and I'm like, no way. Like, what is about to happen here? Charlotte gets announced, and Bogota gets announced, and Guadalajara gets announced. And I'm like, well, I'm obviously going to North Carolina. I don't even care if I have to do well. Like, I haven't seen half of my friends in the game for two years. I'm going. It doesn't matter. And there's nothing I've been playing more than Despia, so I'm going to play Despia. Knowing that with Bogota two weeks after that, 
I have been telling people on my Twitter, uh, on the Despia Facebook group, the people at my locals, I said, mark my words, I promise you, the first weekend Despia is full power after we get the structure deck, I will win that event. I promise you. Fast forward after, I, I didn't even day two at, uh, at North Carolina. I did not day two. And then, you know, I was like, whatever, it doesn't matter. I didn't expect to do well. I wanted to do well. Like, I want everybody wants to do well, but I didn't expect it. And uh, it's time for Bogota. I had Eldritch cards in my uh, Despia deck. I had 12, I had nine traps, two lords, and two uh, castle, or two cursed elements. And uh, I am in the hotel room with Hani, Patrick Hoban, Christian Urena, um, uh, Raphael Nevin. Uh, I am just, I'm just in this room. We're just play testing. Um, I'm on Discord, and Pack and Pack is like record. Or, uh, Christian is like streaming the just me and Honey play testing, and I am getting bodied. I am just absolutely getting bodied, and I'm like thinking, I'm not gonna have a good event, am I? Like it's this is not gonna be fun. All right, cool. I thought I figured something out. I didn't figure something out. Here we are. I so I, I just I look at Patrick and them, and I'm like. I'm not going to play these cards. I'm just not going to play these cards. I don't know what I'm going to play, but I'm not going to play these cards. I'm going to play my Despia cards. I just don't know. I just don't know what the other like 12 cards in my deck are going to be. Yeah. Registration is at not, or a deck list are due at 9.45 a.m. on Saturday. I am downstairs with Christian filling out my deck list at 9.25 a.m. I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to build this deck. I am sitting here like, <laughs> my crosshouse got to be good right now, right? He's like, yeah, I think so. I mean, if you play a lot of mirror matches and I hope I do. It's the weekend of the release. And then I'm at 40 cards, and I'm like, 41, sure. I put an Albion on the Shrouded Dragon. I, it's, it's not until, I've got, like, you know, I've got to play by play, honestly, of all my rounds uh, on my phone here. So give me one second, because, like, yeah, absolutely. when it clicked for me, it was just, like, the, it was just the funniest thing ever. Um <laughs> Round one, I sat down. And I played Brave, a Brave Despia, and I lost the die roll. So I played fourteen matches the whole weekend. I won four dice rolls. Jeez. Uh, I to go I second. Like yeah. So my first round opponent playing Brave Despia, and he prosperity. Uh, game one, like turn one, and I had Ash, and I think I Ashed his Branded Fusion, and then he Tactics, and he drew two. So Maybe like 45 seconds later, I'm kind of looking, I'm like, why does he have so much advantage on me? Like, what? And I go, wait, 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 wait. You can't draw cards. You played Prosperity. And he just looks, and like, so we have a language barrier. Every, every opponent except for one opponent um, spoke um, very, very little English. And he just looks at me and he goes, I concede. Let's go to game two. Okay, interesting. Because I, I called a judge to so like repair the game state or whatever, but you know he said you conceded. I'm like, oh, there's no need for a penalty. I'm not gonna get you a penalty. You said just said you conceded. Like it's it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Um, so I end up two owing him. I move on to round two. I played another brave Despia. I two owe that opponent. I'm um, going on to game around three. I play against Brave ABC, and I am like, I don't remember the pieces do, and they're all in Spanish. And luckily, I just downloaded Neuron because. I think it was game one. I just attacked all of his pieces in the wrong order because I'm like, I don't remember what these cards do. But I know there's a correct order to kill three of these. So yeah. I had to pull up, pull up Neuron, and um, that wasn't an issue after that. I, 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 lost, I lost game one, and then I won game two and three. Because I'm sitting here like, there's no way I'm beating the mirror match and losing ABC, right? Like, this is, that just can't help. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense right now. Um, and then round four, 
So round five is when I clicked, but round four. Round four, Patrick Hoban and I, the night before, were talking about, we want to play Nadir Servant. Like, I want to send Albion, and I want to, I want to search, you know, the dogmatic, I want to search two hand traps. I want to, I want to search something. So, yeah. but the best part of the Nadir package in this deck is playing Maximus. And he, and me and him, almost at the same time, we just go, not banning Maximus, though. I'm not going to blind first Maximus anybody right now. Not with Brave Out, or not with uh, Despia. I'm, I'm not going to do that. And right. We're like, yeah, we'll just sight it. That'd be easy. Like, game two, game three, we'll just put them in and resolve Maximus. Round four, I play against Invoked Dogmatica. And he starts his turn, which I lost a die roll on this one, too. He starts his turn with Normal Summon Ash. And I'm like, that's that's awesome unless you eat Ellie, because I'm that I, I like that. And he goes, make Omirage. Like, All right, cool. Getting a good feel of what his deck is. And then he makes Secure Gardener, the, the link one that goes in the extra right. zone for Invoked. I was like, okay, where's this going? He banishes Amirage. Uh, so, okay, what's going on? And he summons Maximus. And I go, you're not. Like, you're not going to do this. No. And uh, he activates the effect. And I was like, let's go. No hesitation. Just threw my cards in the graveyard. Didn't wait for him. I was just like, those are the two. Gets crazy. He sends Titanclad and Omega. And he goes, in phase. Special summon, Ecclesia. Ecclesia effects, special or uh, search, fluor, pass. And I'll go, you have no sets, and it's like three cards in here. Resolve Albion, resolve Tribergrade, Glory Dragon. He goes, what do those do? What? What do you mean, what do those do? What? You have a Titan Clad. Maybe it does what Titan Clad does, but like for. He's like, I've, for never, seen he's like, I've never seen these cards. And go, okay. Draw for turn. I play Patrick. I start my turn with nine cards in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. Oh my god! Yeah, you lose. Like you just lose. Um, it was crazy. Two owed him super fast. Super That's fast. Crazy. Round five happens, and I win game one. It was a striker DPE brave, and um, I am not a fan of playing against strikers. It's like one of those decks. So I played a lot of striker. Um, I think I didn't do well in a YCS with them, but I think I had like six regional top eights with them here in the, like the Midwest. And I, I was like, I feel like I knew the deck enough. But it was always the deck that's like, where did you get this advantage from? Like, what happened? How, how did yeah. we here? Like, you had three cards and now you have 11. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like letting you resolve engage twice should not give you that much advantage. And it does. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So it wasn't until after I won game one, he Mystic Mind me. And then he put a monster on board. And I had two monsters on board. Um, but he finally put a Hayate on board to attack, and I go, I'm going to activate Branded in red, add a Despia monster back, and I'm going to make Chimera. So now we both have one monster, and I'm popping two cards that you control. So I popped his back row, and I popped his Mystic Mine, and the like, very next turn, he just picked his cards up, and like we went to game two, and I was like, oh, wow. I was like, there's no way it was that easy, right? There's no way, and it was that easy. And it was then I was like, I haven't drawn a dead hand going second all day. And going first, I built my deck to go first. I'm like... Is my deck accidentally really good? Like, <laughs> I submitted this deck list 20 minutes before the event. I had no idea that I was going to be playing it like this. I'm like, I think I'm doing okay right now. Like, I, I don't know. I was like, I tried to keep calm the whole weekend. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, this is going too well. Like, what's about to happen? Like, what's about to happen? Like, I'm, I'm about to get to the last few rounds for the day because it was round seven, um, day one. I'm like, I'm about to lose two, aren't I? 
No, I play another Brave Guest via Mirror, 2-0 that, I lost the die roll, and like, it was at that point, I'm like, okay, so my deck just beats the Mirror, like, just hands up, doesn't matter if I go first, doesn't matter if I go second, I just crush the Mirror, doesn't matter if you have Griffin, like, some opponents had, like, Griffin, Token, Brandon a Red Set, Mirror Jade, and I'm, I'm just blowing through this board, like, didn't even matter, and I'm like, that, yo, that's, that's pretty good, alright, awesome, yeah, so then, round seven, is when the trouble for me starts for for the event. Um, I was being very nitpicky on this round, but I promised myself going to a different country. I wasn't gonna let like the players bully me or like the judge that or the language barrier bully me or set me aside. So round seven, I play against prank kids, and I won. I won the die roll. I won the die roll in this one. Um, game one. I I kind of set up an average board. Wasn't anything crazy. He has a faithful adventure on board. He summons Prank Kid. And uh, before we sat down for the match, he put on his Google Translate, said, before we make, before we move on from our plays, can we please make sure we have concise agreements on, like, you know, before we make the next play? And I was like, oh, okay, cool, sure. I shook his hand, like, everything was fine. His very first play consisted of him, like, playing Faithful Adventure, summoning a Prank Kid, linking it away. And he points, he, he doesn't say fancies. He points to his Meow Meow, and he points to his... Um, adventure and he goes chain one chain two as faithful adventure chain two and I go I go chain one chain two he goes chain one chain two I said so meow meow one faithful two he goes yes and I go sure I know meow meow doesn't have an on summon effect I'm like sure so what that entails in my mind is that you have just made an illegal activation as a player. But, more importantly, you have not declared your fansies in the graveyard. If you would have said fansy and accidentally pointed to your meow meow, cool, whatever. But I asked you three times, and you did not point to your fansy, you did not say fansy. Which means you're not getting the effect. You're not. So he goes to summon a prank kid, and I go, you can't do that. And he goes, why not? And I said, you didn't say you were summoning fansy. And he said, well, I, I, point, uh, I point here, and I go, that's, that's not how the card works that, that's that doesn't do anything we've agreed on this chain link that you've established and the only thing that can establish here is fateful adventure you was resolve that you didn't say that so i called the judge the judge comes over and my opponent calls the judge by his first name and i'm like okay cool uh that judge tells me oh well we just rewind it back and i'm like so you're gonna reward him for forgetting his card effect or not playing his cards right you're just gonna go back and say oh he can go back and do it so i appeal it Head judge comes over. My opponent calls the head judge by his first name. I'm like, okay, so you live here and you just know everybody here. Okay, this is good for me. Um, this would not fly anywhere else. And uh, right. the head judge is like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it just happened. You know, that happens. Accidents happen. I go, you're, you're absolutely right. Accidents do happen. It's called a misplay. You don't take them back. That's, that's not how the game works. I end up getting a unsportsmanlike conduct. And the ruling of that was on the back of the sheet after I lost that match was... Didn't agree with my ruling is what wow. I read the red pen. And I go, oh, okay, so that's how that's how the event's gonna go. Awesome, cool, cool, cool. So that was my last round on day one. I was heated, but Honey and Christian actually talked me down off of that. Like, hey man, you know, you, you can lose one, you can even lose two, but just don't let it define the rest of your tournament, man. Like, you just, you got this. And so I woke up for day two and get in there, and I play my round day is Eldritch, and I lost a die roll against that deck. That was not fun. He starts with a Curse Eldlin and goes Red Ice Fusion. Oh, come on. Don't have Ash. And uh, 
So I have to stare at this Dragoon. And I have done everything on my turn to just try to get over this. He has two sets and a Dragoon, and I'm thinking, like, I'm nice. I establish a Mirror Jade. And I'm thinking, why, why did you let me get this far? Like, what's going on here? Like, what's one of these back rows? So then I activate Branded Lost, and he chains Super Poly. And I'm thinking, like, oh, of course, he had the Super Poly set. Okay, okay. Takes my two monsters, make a star Starving Venom. And I'm thinking, why did he... Why did he, like, let me get that far? I just don't understand. And then I went to go make another play because I, I, I had to search on, like, a Fallen of Albaz, and Fallen of Albaz doesn't target, and he's already Dragoon right. So I'm like, Fallen of Albaz, effect, take your Dragoon. And he goes, Skill Drain. I was like, ah, so your sets were Skill Drain, Super Poly. Got it. So I wasn't getting away with this. <laughs> okay. Yeesh. I needed a Super Poly, and it sucks because after that game one, my next card was Super Poly. After I drew three cards that turn, I'm like, oh, okay. Game two, I get him with Red Reboot. Uh, he just picks his cards up and goes to game three. And then game three, he opens Elblin, uh, Red Ice Fusion again, and I had to Ash for it. I had double Ash, actually. And he goes, set one, pass. I was like, that's not very good for a trap deck. And I have I have, a, I have a Luber and a Branded Fusion. So I searched uh, Branded Lost, play Branded Lost, play Branded Fusion. The deck doesn't play hand traps, so I just like, cards, gimme, gimme, gimme. So... What which variant was of Eldritch was it? Was it more of the? It was just like the, like thirty trap variant, or was it traps? Yeah, thirty trap cards. Okay, so it wasn't like a Cybers or anything weird like that. And he just kind of lost after that. Like it's, he couldn't do anything. Right. So the handshake. And here and so, that one that one felt easy out in hindsight. And we go into round nine. I'm like I'm. In. I'm in top cut. Like literally, uh, I'm X one going to the last round. If I lose, the, if you lose the last round in top cut or in the Swiss, you're you're in. You're like a low twenty, and you're you're just in as X two. Yeah. My buddy. Oh, the and, dog um, I was like, oh my goodness, I love dogs. <laughs> yeah, he just just go sits in his cage sometime. I don't know why. Just yeah. a little brat. Feels cozy, but, you know. Uh, I play against Brave Despia again, and I lost the die roll. And here I'm starting to think like, okay, I've got top cut after this. Like, what's going on here? Like. I've played a lot of Brave. Um, I tie with this guy. This guy, somebody told me, and I don't remember the name of this guy. I think he's done some things down there in South America, but I remember a couple of my opponents, or a couple of my friends were like, hey, watch out, he cheats. He's just a known, like, he's cheated a couple of times. And I'm like, whatever. I don't let people, I, like, I will not let people cheat me as far as stacking or whatever goes. I, I, pay, I pay very close attention to that stuff. I pay very close attention. Um, and so, it's like, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. It was, I got game one super fast, and game two, he's up in life, and uh, it was an end phase of my turn, and he outed my Mirror Jade, and so I activated the effect, and then his end phase, he's like fusion summoning. I think he branded a red or something, but he ended up making an illegal fusion summon. Like, he tried to use his Mirror Jade to make another Mirror Jade, and Mirror Jade states you can only have one Mirror Jade on the board at a time, so it's kind of like that rivalry clause, like, you can't tribute a monster for, you know, a different type type of thing, so I told him, you can't make that. It was like, right away, you couldn't make that. Um, then he tries to make uh, Masquerade. Well, the monsters he shuffled in weren't Despian monsters, like, so well, that, I said, that takes a Despian monster, you can't make that. And he goes, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And he goes, make Albion, and I'm like, Albion takes a light. You can't make that card. He has a translator, a judge. He's a translator next to him. He's a judge, too. The judge is just standing here watching this. And I'm like, <laughs> judge, like, you, these are illegal summons. You, like, he's done it three times. What are you doing? Like, do, like, the thing that you're supposed to do. And, he, 
And he finally makes a Lubellion. So his ending board was like Dragocelia, uh, Mirror Jade, and a Dragobus, uh, um, a Lubellion. And he go and I go pass, and I go Mirror Jade, and like he just sends sends all of his cards to the graveyard. He has a branded opening in the graveyard, which means he could have protected all three of his fusion monsters. I'm just sitting there like, I what? 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 So I just watched you illegally fusion summon three times to send your monsters to the graveyard. That doesn't even make sense. Like, what happened? Like, what is this? Um, and when I told the judge, I was like, Judge, like, like, you're not going to do anything. He said, Well, he made he made the he made the right summon, and I go, well, I'm going to appeal that. And he, and he goes, uh, No, he made the right summon. So I'm like, So I can't appeal. Like, no, no, you can't appeal. And I'm like, So I've got denied an appeal for a head judge, which at every event you have the right to appeal to a head judge right. for any ruling. So I'm like, Okay. Cool, cool. I, I'll remember that. I promise you I'll remember that. I promise you. So we ended up tying. Um, I'm down to life. I actually would have scooped earlier, but he let his monsters get nuked, so I thought I could play through it. And uh, yeah. I, I, I just couldn't. I think he drew Branded Fusion for turn. I was like, okay, cool, sweet. Top Cut comes around. Gosh, dude. Every round was just like, hey, if I win this round, I'm winning the event. And Because here's why. Game round nine, Top Cut. I play all Brave Despy until the finals, by the way. Top 32. I lose the die roll, of course, obviously, and uh, he open or it, we get down to game three. That's all this really matters. He, we get into game three, and he super polys me not once but twice. So I have been super poly twice in game three, and I'm sitting here like that's just not good. Um, but he messed up twice because the turn before he last super poly me, he made a verte and he went to go send Branded Fusion and an Albaz. He only plays one Albaz, and I stuck him on the Bellion, so he didn't get to shuffle his first Albaz, and first and only Albaz back. So he literally goes, right. oh, I can't resolve this. Pass. And I was like, oh, cool. And he had, a, he had another Fusion Monster on board. I think it was a Drago Pistalia or something. And uh, I draw for turn, I make a play or whatever, and I, and I out his Drago Pistalia, and I just pass. And he draws Super Poly for turn. And it doesn't register with me until after, the, after that round. I'm like, wait a minute. You didn't have a legal target to send off of Verte? But you drew Super Poly? And the only monsters on board were your monsters. You had, a dark, you had two darks. So I'm sitting here like, did you just cheat me and just didn't want to Super Poly your board for Starving Venom? And I ended up talking to him after the uh, round, and he's like, I just don't, I don't play Starving Venom. I actually couldn't even make anything. I was like, okay, cool, whatever, that's fine. But, like that. yeah, when he drew for turn, I had Lubellion on board, Quarteris on board, and uh, I think a Mirror Jade on board. And he ends up super polling me, and I'm at 2,500. And I'm like, cool. I played Proskinion this weekend. If I play super poly, I'm going to play Proskinion. It takes a, a Despia monster, a light monster, and a dark monster. So what my opponent should have done was taken my Lubellion, taken his Despia monster, and taken my Mirror Jade and just made Proskinion, attacked over Quarteris, and it would have been 3,200 because Quarteris has a... Uh, Proskinion is a burn effect for like whatever my monster's attack or defense was highest or whatever one was highest. So it's 25-25. So I take 25 burn damage and then tw uh, then 700 for the attack difference. That's 3200. That's game. He doesn't play Proskinion. He doesn't play the card. So he's not playing Stark Venom. He's not playing Proskinion. What 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 is this extra deck full of? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I was just like. I luckily didn't lose this round. I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm like, I, I win the event. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna win this. Event. I'm just gonna win it. I'm gonna win this event. I'm, I'm feeling lucky today. Yeah. Top sixteen. I play the guy that I played in round nine, who illegally fused a summon against me. And round nine, he asked me. I forgot to ask this. This is kind of important. 
I'm sitting down, and he comes and sits down. We're in the VIP section. He goes, do you mind scooting? And I'm translating. He was saying this in Spanish, but he's like, do you mind scooting over from the table? I'm like, oh, I'm already comfortable. I don't really, I don't, no, I don't want to scoot over. Like, I just don't want to. He wanted to be more centered to the table. And I'm like, I've got enough room. Like, we've got enough room. I'm fine. I'm already comfortable. Um, so then he's telling the judge back and forth or whatever. The judge is like, you need to scoot over. And I'm like, you know what? Whatever, whatever. I'll scoot over. Fine. I'll scoot over. And that was round nine. So we're in top cut, top, top 16. And uh, he asks me, we have the whole table to ourselves, by the way. Now we have the whole table to ourselves. I haven't gotten up from my top 32. And we're fine. Like, I, I could have put, uh, I probably, put a, probably could have put another fourth of my mat on the end. And it would have then touched the table. So I'm like, I've got elbow room. We're the only people here. I'm fine. And so he's like, hey, yeah. we're moving to the middle of the table. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. And the judge is like, what? And I, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I actually moved for, I compromised with you earlier today. And I'm just not going to move now. I'm not going to. So I'm now arguing with the judges about if I'm going to move or not. And I'm like, I'm comfortable. Like, I don't want to move. I literally, I was nice earlier. And I feel like if we're playing twice, you compromise. It's your turn to compromise. Like, I, maybe that's crazy of me to think of, but I'm not moving. I get I mean, another, it seems fair to me. I get another unsportsmanlike conduct because I didn't want to move over. And I'm like, oh, huh, okay. Okay, cool. Dude sits down. We start playing. And I, I, uh, I, I was like, you know what, dude? I, I don't have a problem with you. I just have a problem with the judge staff this week. I just have a problem with the judge staff. The judge comes back over and says, what did you say? And said, I have a problem with the judge staff this weekend. <laughs> so uh, we finished game one. I won game one. And then the judge and the head judge pull me aside game two. And I'm thinking like, all right, what's going on? I'm like, hey, I just want to make sure your tournament experience like, isn't going awful or anything. Like, I feel like you're being a little hostile to us. And I'm like... Yeah, honestly, the tournament's fine, but I just don't, I just don't like the judge staff. Like, I just don't think you guys are doing a very good job. And uh, like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm in your country. Um, yesterday, I had a ruling. You gave me, you gave me a, a warning for unsportsmanlike conduct for not agreeing with your ruling because you let a player take it back. He was calling you by your guys' first names, and you're, you're claiming that there are no favoritisms. This guy has a trans, this guy has a judge translator for him who watched him illegally fusion summon three times earlier today. No penalties. And I, I'm getting unsportsmanlike conducts for not wanting to scoot over. Like, I'm not even talking to my opponent when you're giving me unsportsmanlike conducts. I'm talking to you guys. So, like, it's not even my opponents at this point. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we just, you know, we're very sorry you feel that way, this or that. And I tell them, I said, you know what, I, I do know um, a lot of people uh, on the higher up end on Konami. And I'm like, I, this is my first time at an event. If I don't feel like you guys, I just don't feel like you're upholding Konami policy, honestly. And I will be reporting you guys if I see it happen anymore for the rest of the week. And I promise you, I will. And like, we understand, we understand. We just, you know, we, we are glad you're here. You're a guest in our country. And like, uh, we just want you to have a good tournament experience. Like, I go, I shook their hands up. I'm not going to give you guys any more problems today. I promise. Like, I, I won't. But if I see any more favoritism go on here, we will have a problem. Because like, the game isn't based off of favoritism. It's just not. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't get to take stuff back. Yeah. He wins game two and then game three. Game three, this guy ends up going to activate his tragedy from graveyard. Um, we're in the middle, of the, we're in the mid game, and he picks his deck up and he looks and he goes, "Oh, no target." And I go, "Oh, no target, huh?" And he goes, "Yeah, no target." And I go, "So did you you activated that?" And the judge is standing there, and I go, "Judge." Judge goes, "Yeah." And I go, "He activated his tragedy, but he's not adding anything to his hand." And he goes, "Oh, I just don't have a target in my deck. I don't have any more Despia monsters." And I go, "Well, that's an illegal activation." You can't do that. It's your, it's your responsibility to know what cards are in your deck and how your cards work. That's what they announce at every event. I'm holding you to that. We get the head judge to come over, and uh, so I just talked to the head judge, tw judge 20 minutes ago. 
The judge essentially upgraded because he had a previous illegal activation in the tournament. So I witnessed him illegally fusion summon three times, no penalty, and he had a, an illegal activation to somebody else. So I'm sitting here like, you've done this like all day. You've been doing this all day. There's no way you haven't been. Whole tournament. Whole tournament. There's no way you haven't been. So I'm like, so what's going on? And the judge upgrades his warning to a game loss in game three of top 16. And I'm like, thank you. That's how it should be. Like, you already had an illegal activation. The next step is an, uh, is an upgraded penalty. That's how it works. Uh, yeah. The guy's you could you're saying something in Spanish and it, uh, and he ends up like showing D Bear. He's like, "This was game," and I'm like, "I showed him like I I had uh, I had Super Poly in hand." I'm like, "No, nah, I I don't think I I still don't think I was losing that." Um, so I was like, "Okay, that was pretty lucky." Um, I'm winning the event. Like that's just super lucky. I'm just feel I'm just feeling super lucky here. Uh, I get to top eight. I play a solid. Saul's a great player. Obviously, like, honestly, an insane player. Everybody, he just came off of the regional win in LA. It was 10 rounds. He went 10-0, I believe, with Despia. Yeah, and he did. And I'm playing this guy. And I'm, like, thinking, I, I understand that there are better players than me. But at this point, I'm thinking, like, I just don't think there's anybody playing the deck better than me right now. Right, right. Um, and I knew I won this because I lost the die roll. He sets Griffin up, and he just goes, Griffin, token, set one, pass. And I'm like, and that's the problem with that engine. Like, you have to choose between making Despia plays or making Wright's package plays if you don't have the nuts on both. Right. So, I, I, like, I didn't, that's why I didn't play. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to make, have to make those difficult decisions in the tournament. Like, especially if I have to go first. I'm blind. I'm like, what's better, Mirror Jade or Griffin? Like, what's going to be better in this situation? But anyway... He passes, I start my turn with a branded loss. He picks my card up to read it, and I go, oh, I've won. Anytime you have to read my card, like we're playing a mirror match. Anytime you have to read my card, you lose. Like, there's, you, there's something that you're not understanding. Like, you chose, you've been playing the deck for at least a week now, because you just came off a 10-0 victory. You started off 7-0 today, and then lost your top, or you lost your round 8 and 9. You, you're familiar with the deck, but out here I am playing a branded card that came out of the structure deck that you opened, that you, that you took branded fusion from to put into your deck, and you're reading a card from it. And I'm like, all right. He goes, oh, looks like I have to negate that, huh? I go, yeah, you do. <laughs> and he negates it, and I know the deck doesn't play like the brand. Their, uh, that build wasn't playing hand traps, so I just I branded fusion, and I just resolve it, and I just break his board, and I put him in an un I put him in an unplayable game state, and he's like, let's just yeah. go to game two. And in game two, same thing. He goes first, and I just blow him out of the water, break his board. Um, I move on to top four, and I played, I think his name was Oscar, and I played him day one, and I 2 0 him in the mirror match. He, uh, I went second, and I super polyed him. I opened super poly, so I super polyed him and blew him out there, and then game two, I drew super poly for my sticks card, and I blew him out there, and he goes, ugh. Must be nice. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, dude. That was very nice. It, was like, <laughs> it is nice, yeah. Very one-sided. I'm, I'm not. I'm not dumb. I'm like, I literally just won because I resolved super poly. But you know, that's why the card's in my deck. That's why, that's why I chose to play the card. Um, so I'm playing him in top four, and he sits down, and uh, I didn't realize he's won two UDSs. He won UDS in another event or something. If it wasn't two UDSs, but he goes, I can't believe I'm about to win my third event, and I like look at him and I go. I can't believe you think I'm going to let you do that. And uh, he kind of looks at me and he goes, well, you got lucky yesterday. I was like, I don't know, man. 
uh, you were still like he was still kind of reading some of his uh, Despia cards. I was like, oh, I don't know. I too owe him. My opening hand was absolutely like my friend Ryan Fletcher was just standing on the sidelines watching this match. I go activate polymerization, send ad libitum, send um, tragedy to grave, special masquerade. Trigger both of them, special um, tragedy back, tragedy triggered, search a luber. A normal luber effect search. I search uh, branded and red, and I go set branded and red path. So I, I didn't even search branded fusion and resolve branded fusion because I had like bell, and oh, I think I, I either had cross, I, I had cross out too. So I set cross out too. I go pass. And this guy, and I'm, I look at Ryan, I'm thinking like, bro, you just don't, you don't even beat this board. Like, if you go to activate Brandy Fusion, I'm going to cross it out, and I've got my own brand in red, where I'm just going to nuke your board. Like, it doesn't matter. This, my opponent goes, set a monster in defense mode, pass. And at this time, I give the office look. I look at Ryan, I go, <laughs> the office look? <laughs> and I just, just go off on this guy and he just picks his cards up before I even draw for turn. And he goes, yeah, you're very nice. And like thinking like, and like, and like, and there's no way like anybody for the whole weekend could have even been close to accusing me of stacking because when I cut decks, this is all I do. That's it. Yeah. Because it came down to like how much time you actually save by not shuffling somebody's deck. Like you just give Right there, they accuse me of anything, and I save time. Like that's there's no there's no confusion between anything. That's all I've done. So I'm like, I literally that's all I got your deck. So at this time, I'm thinking like, well, there's no way you're accusing me of cheating. You're just like you just you're being very it's very very unlucky. And then I um I get him game two as well. It's almost just as bad. Like he just opens the Griffin package, and I open full combo again. I'm like, all right, cool. So. I see that Ruben wins and beats Andreas in top four. And I'm like, dude, Ruben, what the heck, man? We're about, we're about to play. We just, we were in the same hotel the night before, and we were just talking about playing in the finals in the hotel room the night before. And we're like, this is crazy. This is the craziest thing I could think of. Like, I, I, never, I just, what the heck? Um, we, uh, we sit down at the table one. That's what we think that's going to take place. The tables are numbered. It's table one. We're going to sit down. Judge is like, hey, just don't start. You know, we'll get everything ready for you. So we, we die roll. I lose the die roll. And uh, we've, we're shuffled up and, and whatever. We've already cut, but we're not starting. We, you know, we, to us as a yeah. player, don't start means don't draw your five. Don't, don't play the game. Right, right. Um, so the judge comes over and we tell him, like, and he's like, look, I need you to move over to this table. We're going to be in the center. And we're like, oh, uh, yeah, we've already cut and shuffled. And we've, won the, we've played the die roll. And he goes, I told you not to start. And we go, we didn't play any cards. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, you're not even supposed to die roll. You have to redo the die roll. And I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking like, oh, my gosh, I got another chance to win the die roll. He rolls his dice. He, he rolls a four. And I'm like, bro, I get to go first in the finals? That's crazy. I roll a three. I roll a three. And I'm like, I actually, I lost, sorry, so I lost 11 die rolls this weekend. Not 10. I lost 11 die rolls. Like ten and, and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, okay, and he's playing prank kids, and prank kids is the like I hate playing against that deck because just you don't, you rarely get to stop it. It almost always gets to do what it wants to do. But that's not saying like the end board isn't unbeatable, but it, more often than not, they get to their end board. Um, he goes prank. He goes terraforming. Uh, I go okay. He goes activate prank kid place. I've got an ash in my hand, and I'm like, no, like, I'm, I'm, and the two reads are, 
I let you get the monster to your hand, your hand, then you activate rights. So then if you activate rights, I'm just stuck under Griffin. My Ash is not going to resolve on your kid. So I'm thinking if I just Ash this, he doesn't get a kid to his hand. And mathematically speaking, I made the wrong decision because he had to have opened a kid already. So, for the, so what I was painting in my head was you have three copies of Enchantress, three copies of Rights. That's six cards. If I let you grab a Prank Kid, that's guaranteed Prank Kid. Like, I can ash that, and then you just have to be on... I hope you, you have to have... You have to already have a Prank Kid. And I was like, pretty sure they play more than six Prank Kids. I'm pretty sure. So it's actually more likely for him to have another Prank Kid in hand than having a piece of, of the Rights package. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. And he goes... Search dropsies. Yeah, that's fine. He goes, normal dropsies. I was like, okay. Oh? And he links it away, makes meow meow, and he goes, activate effects. And I go, he goes, set one pass. I was like, no way. I've got branded fusion cross out in my hand, and I'm like, bro, I, yes, awesome. I'm, <laughs> here it is. Um, so I full combo him. Uh, and I, I, I'm, he's, it's unplayable for him after, after, after my turn one. Game two, um, he ends up access coding me and just and putting me out of the game. And then game three, I break. Game three, I break. And I set... I don't remember if I set two cards or one card. I set two cards. I set summon limit and another card in path. And I was like, ah, it's not ideal to have a game three in the finals like this. That's not fun. And uh, he summons he summons a kid again and he uh makes meow meow and he goes activate effect and uh of the prank kid and i flip summon him and he goes cool 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 so i'm like no way this is no way this is sticking like i get another turn no way um so i get another turn and uh it's still it's not ideal like i don't have a way to brand infusion um but i do some damage and I end up passing turn, and nothing's, like, crazy established, but, like, it's at a point where, like, if you don't draw something right now, you will lose. He drew Fusion Destiny off the top, and I'm like, ah, okay, it's looking like we're having a game then. Okay, it's fine, it's fine. It's cool, whatever. Um, ends up outing my summon limit, um, does some damage, uh, and ends up, like, putting Access Code Talker on the board. He put a Griffin in defense mode, and he had a rights token, he leaves me alive because he messes up. Like, I had Masquerade on the board, and I had a Luber in attack mode. That was all I had was Summon Limit when I passed. And I won that event, that final, because I forgot I had an Luber in the graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I had a branded opening in the graveyard. But I forgot that I had an Aluber. So, like, when he access code popped my uh, Masquerade, I was like, ah, I'll protect him with branded uh, opening. And he goes, can I see your graveyard? And I was like, yeah. And he fans it out, and I see my Aluber, and I'm like, oh, I should have just let him pop that. Because then I just special um, Aluber and turn access code back down to 23, and he can't pop anything anymore. So then he uses the effect to pop it again. And I, then I use the lever, turn it to 2300. And he goes, attack over with TPE, um, attack over with 
uh, right token and attack for 23. My hand at this point is Patchwork, a Luber. That's it. All I have. He's got no cards in his hand. That's no set cards. He's got a DPE coming back in my standby phase, a Wandering Griffin in defense mode, an access at 23, and a token with Fateful Adventure and Draco back. No card. And I, that's it. My Patrick's dead, by the way, because my two Edge Imps are in the graveyard. So I'm like, I have a dead card. I have an Aluber in my hand. Draw for turn. Draw Branded Fusion. I'm like, okay. How? But you have an Omni It's Like, let me, let me figure out how to do this. I have a Tragedy and a Branded Fusion in the graveyard. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to banish Tragedy, set Branded Fusion. And he goes, I'm a DPE pop that. Like, that makes sense. You don't want me to activate it. That, that makes sense. I go, activate Branded Fusion. He goes, Omni negate that. All right, cool. Normal Aluber. Search my third Branded Fusion. <laughs> I was like, I literally at this time, I remember, I was like, I can't believe I'm about to win this event. Like, I'm just thinking, like, I won. I literally won. But I almost punted it. I almost punted this event. Because in my head, I'm like, I'm going to make Quarterless because he has an access code and a rights token. And the rights token with Fateful Adventure and the Draco back equipped to it means it mandatorily cannot die by battle once. It's, it's, it's a mandatory thing, and you don't get to choose. So I'm like, he's at 30, he's at 37. And I'm like, if I make Quarterless, that's 25 over it. And I'm like, I have a Luber. That's 18 over. That's 38. That's game. And so as I've removed, like I made Lubelion, um, and then I went to go like shuffle back Fallen of Alabaz and a Despia monster to my deck. And I'm, I, I pull them aside, and I tell Ruben, I'm like, I'm thinking if this is the right play I want to make, give me one second. Like, these are... Just give me one second. And I'm about to put this cordless on the board. I'm like, no, that turns my Aluber to zero, too. That's not game. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. I, I, I'm about to punt this game back to you. So I just make Mirror Jade, like the regular Mirror Jade. And I'm thinking, like, okay, cool. A Mirror Jade attack over for 700 on the access code talker. Inside of the battle phase, Mirror Jade effect, banish your DPE, send Albion. In phase, set Brandon red. All he has for turn is... Rights token, Draco back, and Fateful Adventure, and he drew for turn. And when he's in standby phase, I just, you know what? I was like, that's ah, probably wrong, but I don't care. Flip Brandon in red to bring back Ad Libitum, the regular play. I banished the two monsters on my board the Aluber, the Mirror Jade, and uh, Ad Libitum from my hand, made Chimera, popped his token, popped Fateful Adventure, and then got Mirror Jade back to the board, which means I get one more ban- non targeting banish, and he has one card in his hand. And he's just like, shook my hand. And it was like the most surreal feeling ever. We got up, we hugged, like we, like, we were just talking about last night how cool it would be just to play a friend in the finals. And like we were there and, and we did it. So that's uh, such a surreal feeling, I bet. Oh, it was, it was crazy. Cause like I literally just remember saying, like, as I'm doing this play, I'm like, I've won the event. Like, I don't know. I don't, looking back, I was like, I don't even know how I'm winning the, the event right now, but I, I'm winning. I have, I have three branded fusions. I, I have to win. Like, there's no way. Um, so yeah, we just, it was, it was very sappy, just like lots of hugging and just like playing a friend in the finals was, was so crazy. We got, we walked, I walked up, got my trophy, got the pictures taken. I had people like asking me for pictures afterwards and asking me to sign a couple other cards. And I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. I came here like literally for the past month and a half. I've been preaching the first event, uh, is full power. I will be winning the event 100%. I'm, I'm just going to do it. And I, I did it. I, I, I did it. And I, like, accidentally did it. Like, it <laughs> like I, I, I went there with car, like, because I also didn't bring my D-Barriers or DD Crows. I wanted to play those. 
I forgot to bring them. And I'm like, well, I guess. It worked we'll, out. We'll go with summon limit, I guess. Cards, whatever. <laughs> like, but, I mean, summon limit. What's up? I was say, it also wasn't all luck. There was a lot of skill behind it, because you've been playing this deck for so long. You know a lot, of, a lot of the ins and outs that they probably didn't even consider. Yeah, like, when I was playing, it just kind of felt like... Most games, I knew what the rest of the cards in their hands were or could have been before they knew what their, their, their end board was going to be. Because I'm like, the way you're playing this, you have to either have this. I'm like, you don't play any hand traps and you ended Griffin token pass. You had to have opened an Allure. There's just no way you didn't open anything else. Um, so I, like, I, that let me prepare to, like, I know you have a follow-up. Or the amount of time it took them to make the decision, if I'm, am I going to summon a Luber or am I going to activate rights? Like, there was a lot that I could read based off of what they did and what they didn't do. And it, like, that's definitely, I think, the reason why I beat all eight of my mirror matches. Like, I just knew the deck better than everybody else. I was the most prepared with the deck. And it was crazy because... Hani didn't... I think he played one Despia. It was either him, and then Christian played zero Despias. And he built his deck to play against Despia. Like, we were all there, we were playing the same event, but we all played a different tournament. Yeah, I remember I was watching Hoban's deck profile, because he also got top 32. I think he said he only played against, like, one Despia the entire event. And I was like, Chris said on Twitter that he played against, like, nine or eight. I was like, talk about a completely different vibe, you know? So yeah, I'm sick. He actually kept my adventure token. That adventure token he had at the end that was mine. I let him use it, and now he's not going to Mexico. So I don't know when to get that back. <laughs> put it, get him to put it in the mail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I want to take just one quick moment to do an ad read, and we'll come right back to this. But we, of course, want to thank our sponsor, ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. They are your one-stop shop for all of your card game needs. They have everything for Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Digimon. They have singles, sealed products, sleeves, deck boxes, binders, playmats, everything that you need for those games, as well as all of your tabletop games. They have figurines. They have the paint for the figurines. They have the books on them. They have everything that you need. They have a great space to go and play those games, as well as a great space to go and play video games. Be sure to check them out in the at the link in the description down below. Now, I know that you know the ins and outs of the Despia deck a little bit better than anyone else, I would say. Uh, I think that you've just been dedicated to this deck longer than anybody. So we were really hoping to ask you a little bit about some of the things that you did in your build that are maybe a little bit different than what other people were doing, even though I know you threw the, threw the list together 20 minutes before the event. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, one question that I had uh, kind of uh, popping around my noggin, particularly with what you said earlier about the um, adventure package, you had said that whenever you decided against it uh, due to, you know, you didn't want to have to decide one or the other with your despots or the adventure package, was that, like, the only thing that made you decide against, or was there, like, another a couple other thoughts that you're like, eh, everything kind of stacked together? No. Good question. Um... So I'll preface this with I have tried every version of Despia. Like I had Eldritch cards in it. I was play playing like Damage Juggler in it to send us the light to like a hat tricker. Like I was, uh, <laughs> I used the Brave cards for a little bit. I, I, I was just doing absolute everything. And I'm like, what is working the most is playing the deck where they don't, where cards don't conflict. And so. It was, I looked back at the first big event that I played, the PPG, and I was like, when I played the Invoke Dogmatica, I was like, sometimes my hands just aren't playable. And the game is kind of set up where, like, they give you an archetype, 
And the archetype's supposed to work with the archetype. Because that's the archetype. They're supposed to all the cards are supposed to work together. So the Brave Engine would essentially, if you didn't open Bright's branded opening, you weren't getting your full potential board. Um, which your full potential board was essentially the regular Despia board plus an Omni Negate. So to get that Omni Negate, you have to play nine more cards in your deck. The three rights, the three princesses, the Draco back, the Griffin, and the Fateful Adventure. So I'm like, I don't want to play those cards because it's risking bricking. Like, you know, you hear about it all the time. Oh, I opened Griffin this game. Like, oh, I opened uh, Fateful this game. I didn't get the plus. I opened Draco back. I opened Draco back. And it's like, yeah, you did. And like, that's, that's, the, that's the risk that you run with playing the powerful cards that all kind of search themselves. Um, but like, when you open Branded Opening and Enchantress, that's insane. That's free. Like, I, I get that. That is good. But the chances of opening those two cards, like, more often than not, doesn't seem viable to me, like, for a long extended tournament. Like, you're playtesting with your friends. Like, this is what it was. You playtest with your friends, and uh, you're practicing for an event. You're like, oh, this is working, man. We've, we've just been playing for, like, two hours. Like, I'm opening pretty well. And then you take from that, that play, and you're like, oh, two hours of testing. That was pretty good. You test again for, like, a couple hours and whatever. But that four or five hours of testing isn't even a half of the event. Like, right. So your, your theory and your practice doesn't even cover all the matches that you have to play at an event. So I'm trying to think, like, I want my deck to be as consistent as possible. So the biggest part of the rights package is to stop Ash to let your branded fusion resolve. So I'm like, why would I not? So that takes nine cards to make sure you put the Omni Gate on before you play Branded Fusion. So that also means you're not normal summoning a Luber. You either have to special it, or you have to already have Branded Fusion. So you have to have a very specific amount of cards in your hand to make the combo work to protect against Ash Blossom. And I'm like, that doesn't sound worth it to me. Why would I just not play Cross Out Designator and three Ash Blossom? That's six cards uh, com- compared to nine cards that conflict with each other. If I draw Ash right. every time in every match, it's good. If I draw Cross Out Designator, it's always good because everybody plays Ash. So I'm going to only stop Ash. And in the mirror match, I got to, I got to, I got to cross out so many branded in red, so many branded fusions. Um, it was crazy. Like there was one time some guy went to go establish a Griffin, and I had Cross Out set with no Ash. So I'm just like, all right, I'll chain Cross Out Designator, call branded fusion. And he was like, oh, so I also just don't get to resolve branded fusion. Like you use rights. You don't have a normal summon, and you don't get to activate your branded fusion. So your turn's over. Your turn's over. Yeah. So I was like, I think for this tournament, um, I th- I think so. I thought I would be playing a lot of mirror matches, and I did. Like I got lucky on that. I really did. Um, I think moving forward, it's actually more correct now because I think more people will be playing Despia. I think they will. So. I think Crossout Designator is correct, and I don't think the right package is needed. I honestly feel like I proved that case because not only me, but Andres Torres, who got third, did not play DPE. He did not play the rights package. He did not play Dragoon. And I didn't play either of those either. And for us to get... Just first, adding unnecessary bricks hurting your consistency. I look at DPE and Dragoon as a crutch card, like something to lean on when things go bad. But when things don't go bad, if you know how to play the deck. And right. I always felt like my hands were always playable at every point in time. The, the, the losses that I had, I reflected on each of them, and I didn't get down on myself, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I had every card in my hand 
that could have made me win that game. I just didn't see it at the time. And that just made me feel like I made the correct calls for the event as far as the deck building goes. And I know I made it like sound like I randomly put my deck together, but like it was like basically a close list that I was playing like four days prior and that I modified a couple more cards of. It wasn't it was something that I, I definitely already thought about. Um Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I was really about to go into the event with no no Ash Blossom in my deck, no cross out and Eldritch card with in it. Because I was like, oh yeah, I sent Eldritch. The, the thought process with that was, oh, I have a light monster to send off, and then I can make Albion and then make, like, if I don't want to discard a card from my hand off of Lubelion, I can just banish itself and banish Albaz and just get Mirror Jade. And I have a Golden Lord in the graveyard, so if uh, I can bring him back. So he'll be a 3,800 Undestructible, and I'll have those two. One's a Dark, one's a Light. You can't Super Polly me unless you play Briskidion. Like, uh, and then if I get Ashed, the thought process was I have nine trap cards in my deck. So if I get Ashed, my turn doesn't have to end. I set some trap cards, I get a little bit of defense. And then after I was getting bullied by everybody in the hotel room, I was like, I'm just going to play straight gas. Like, if you ask me, I'm playing tactics. I'm going to give myself the opportunity to draw two more cards if I don't already have my patchwork engine. And I'm going to try to make double masquerade. And so that's, yeah. you know, that's just kind of what I went on. 1,200 is a lot. Making, your, making sure your opponent can only activate, what, 12, 24, 60, 72. Six card effects under double masquerade. Right. Where they just can't play any other card. You're basically, in that situation, are saying you have to have Dark Ruler no more, or you have to have Forbidden Droplet. Or you it. can't play. You can't play. Right. Like, the so, right alone is, like, four effects. Like, you activate rights, you put Fateful Adventure on the board, you activate Fateful Adventure, you search, uh, or you have to summon a card, then you search your Draco back, and then you activate your Draco back, and then um, you activate the effect of your Draco back. So that's four activations under two Masquerades. That's, That's not even getting the Omni out. To get the Omni out is, an, is another one. Right, right, right. So I just went with huge pressure this weekend. I wanted to just always feel like I put pressure on my opponent, and I didn't want to have to make difficult decisions with the rights package. I didn't want to be in a position in a 14-round tournament where I had to choose between normal summon a Luber or activate rights. Right. Uh, I don't want to take up your entire evening. I, I know that oh, we've been good. going on. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Uh, I do have two more questions about actual deck build choices the the first is i see a lot of people cutting the patchwork engine how did you feel about it this weekend i did not want to play the patchwork engine i'm not gonna lie i just didn't want to play it and uh i just decided to settle on it and it's this weekend was great extenders because if you get to like the most basic play is you end on Mirror Jade with Ad Libitum in hand because you search that off of Tragedy and you have an Aluber on board. But if you have a polymerization with that, you can actually poly the Ad Libitum away and the Aluber away and make a Masquerade and then trigger Ad Libitum to get another monster back on the board um, and then still have Brandon in red. So then you actually can grab the Ad Libitum back from the graveyard. So having polymerization means you get to resolve Ad Libitum twice and not just the one time. So that was just like extra gas and extra extender for me. So I don't think the patchwork engine in the game right now is a negotiable. It just gave a lot of gas. It gave a lot of lines of play. And in a fusion deck, you really want lines of play. That's why Invoked was really good because they gave you so many different fusion monsters and you could just, there was a fusion monster for each situation. And that's why Shadals were good, because they, they had a bunch of different fusion monsters that gave you access to a different line of play for your deck. 
So just playing more cards that helped you fusion summon different monsters from your extra deck, I felt like was the move. Understandable for sure. Uh, I personally like the patchwork engine because I like the fluffle deck, but and I've always seen the sheer advantage that it generates. Um, and I'm happy to see it being used, even if it's not in the actual fluffle deck, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> also, I wanted to ask, I noticed that you didn't really run a lot of hand traps. A lot of people in today's meta want to run 10, 12, 14 hand traps. I think you only ran like six, something like that. And I think the ashes were mostly there for the crossouts. So I was kind of wondering, I, I think the Mercurier, the one Mercurier is kind of like a, almost like you said, it's like a non-negotiable. Uh, I, I think that it just fits in so well with the deck. But I'm just kind of wondering what made you settle on just fewer hand traps. I didn't want to play more than 41 cards. That's what it came down to. I was like, I know what I have to play, and the cards that I have to play were Ash Blossom. And I was like, well, I think that the Mirror Match will be prevalent. And so I was like, I'll play Ghost Bell. Because also Ghost Bell hits the Enchantress. It hits like 15 or 16 cards. Like it even hits Flunder, like or Fluunderese. Like they're they're Strix, it banishes a card, and then like you get an additional normal summon. So if you if you have to, you can stop that. They don't get an additional normal summon. Like uh that card is not dead in any matchup. I actually think it's even good in, against Sword Soul to an extent. Yeah, the Despot. Like they go to Despot combo you. And they summon Despot from the graveyard. You can just uh, bell that. So uh, there's always an application for bell in the meta right now. So I just figured playing those would be good. And But to better answer your question, it really came back to, I think my deck had enough gas, and I think I could have broken any board. It was like Super Poly. Like, I was like, I played Super Poly. So sometimes if I saw Super Poly, I didn't care what you made. I'm taking your stuff. So like, yeah. it didn't make sense to play a hand trap, and then you do the same thing to me that you were going to do. It's just like... You ash a branded board on their branded fusion, and their turn essentially ends. Like, everybody knows that. So if they don't have any follow-up, if they don't have a patchwork engine or a polymerization, their turn kind of ends, and it's lackluster. Um, but if they get if the deck gets the full combo, and I have that, like, I could have ash, and I have super poly. I'm going to let you full combo. I'm just going to super poly you. It doesn't, make, it doesn't make any sense to waste my ash in, that, in this situation. Um, right. But I felt like ash and bell were very powerful, and uh, the bird, the mercurier... I was like, that's a searchable one-of hand trap that uh, it stops every monster effect. doesn't matter where it activates. Hand, graveyard, banish pile, feel, it's going to stop something. So that card was really good. Like, it made me feel safe. Like, when I outed their Mirror Jade and they activate the effect, I just discard my courier, and I don't have to worry about my monsters getting nuked at the end phase. It, lets, it, it allowed me to commit to the board. Right. Yeah, I just, I just wasn't scared. Like, I played... I've played, like, blind-going second decks. I've played decks that don't play hand traps. I've, I've, I got used to the comfortability. I felt like... I feel like hand traps are a crutch. And I, I use that... I've been using that word a lot lately because I've kind of gotten, like, a little hindsight of, of, of the game. But the only reason I played any hand traps, so I have to be honest, is for the cross-out target to, like, give myself a chance to have Brain Infusion Resolve and... I'm scared of Sword Soul. Like that's that I that's a deck that like you need to have two hand traps against that deck, or they will full combo you. It doesn't matter. So I was like, I don't want to play a lot of hand traps because like the playing sick because like, like the chances of me having the right two hand traps at the right time against that deck just is never favorable. So I'm just gonna cut my losses on it and just play a low amount of hand traps and just play power cards. 
cards that can bully my opponent out of the game, uh, opposed to like hoping I have the right combination of hand traps. Because like the best way to beat that deck is to have Nib Ogre, or and like sometimes that's not even enough having Nib Ogre. So if that's not enough, it's like I'm starting my turn with four cards, and you've got a pretty good board. Like that's this doesn't seem very favorable. So I'm going to play engine cards. That if my engine cards get stopped. If you don't kill me, I still have follow-up. Like, if, if my Ash or my Ogre wasn't good enough, it's just an Ogre in the graveyard. It's not going to do anything. My Despia cards in the graveyard, they do stuff. So I just, right. just felt like I wanted to play cards that have, the higher, that have a better chance of having Recursion and a follow-up play. Sure. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, I think that fits best with the Despia deck. It, might f- it probably fits better with the Despia deck than other decks in the meta right now. I think other things like Prank Kids and Sword Soul, they might keep that high hand trap count but i think in despia specifically it just works so well to play a low hand trap count because when you have that gas you can just play through whatever you want absolutely and also i think that despia is also probably the best mid-range deck that we've seen in a long time i mean i feel like that's a fair assessment right um yes uh it was the blessing wilson he made a so I'm in this group chat with him and a few other of the guys, but like he posted, he played Des- he had played Despi at a regional the first weekend it was full power, and he didn't do too well with it, and his status was like, so Despi is just kind of some cheeks, huh? It's not very good. And I commented, and I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I think it's pretty good. And he's like, the deck just doesn't do anything. I'm, not, I'm like, right, it doesn't. Like, the, the actual deck doesn't do anything. Like, your turn one board is subpar, it's mediocre, but the deck's power lies in the follow-up. It's like it's selling great. Like you made a you made a mediocre board. It wasn't anything crazy. You have two monsters on board, and you have a trap card set. You have an Omni Negate trap card, and you have Recursion, and that's what it is. Like you just kind of do the bare minimum. And if your opponent doesn't solve your follow up, they are in trouble. That's how you beat the deck. You have to you have to solve the follow. You have to solve the follow up. And nobody right. worried about solving the follow up. They just wanted to put stuff on the board, and then there was no follow up. Right. So that you mentioned that's how you beat the deck, and that kind of leads me into my last thing that I want to ask, which is with the deck being so new, and I mean, you know, I don't, I don't need you don't need to be giving away your secrets and stuff, you know. But <laughs> uh, I am kind of wondering if you could give people that maybe don't know exactly the ins and outs of the decks. You know, you say uh, Masquerade, Mirror Jade, uh, Lubellian, and it's a lot of names to keep track of. And I was wondering if you could kind of give a maybe like a quick overview of maybe if you're playing against the deck where you would go about the choke points maybe and then if they just go full combo maybe what the end board would look like and how to combat that right so the most important card you want to stop is branded fusion um you don't have the ash for that but you have a monster negate uh like don't um the lubellion it's a it's a cost to discard, so they lose a card of the hand. So if you have an imperm or a veiler, you would want you would want to imperm or veiler that because they lose a card and they have a fallen of Albast stuck in the graveyard and they don't get to shuffle Lubellion back in the deck. So then they can't make Mirror Jade. Um, so the only thing they can do is if they already have Branded and Red is Chimera you on your turn. They're going to add back their uh, Tragedy probably, and they're going to use Tragedy Lubellion and uh, and Aluber to make Chimera. Chimera is going to be Chainlink 1, and Tragedy is going to be Chainlink 2, and they're going to search their Luber, so they have a follow-up for next turn, and they're going to pop two cards 
that you control. And then, so if you had Valor or Imperm, that's what you would want to do so you don't have to deal with Mirror Jade. Because if you dealt with Mirror Jade and waited to use Imperm on your turn, well, one, you almost never can because they're not going to commit to the Chimera until you put a card on board. So then you just you can't Imperm anyway, and you can only Valor on your opponent's turn. Um, the brand in a red is huge to hit if you have a way to um, stop them from resolving branded in red you're pretty good because their turn the average turn one is in um, in mirror jade and a branded in red set they have a luber on the board but they're supposed to banish they're supposed to send albion to the grave with mirror jade and banish their own luber and in phase set branded in red which means they can't mirror jade you with that on field mirror jade during your turn so you got to make a play and if they go to activate Brandon and Red, and you have a way to stop them from getting their monster back, which they're going to try to add Libitum, so they can banish their Mirror Jade and then special it back off of Ad Libitum to make it live again, then that is generally enough to to beat the deck. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal you're gonna have to deal some follow up, but like that's why Sword Soul is so crazy or so scary to me because like that's the board like that's the board that you generally end with is a three thousand monster that on your opponent's turn on average can't banish their card and a set card. And if they deal with the set card and like Mirror Jade has an awesome effect at the end phase it nukes the board. The problem is Sword Soul's not going to give you the end, end phase. So yeah. that deck is very scary to play against. Um, and then the other choke point I would say yeah, I've always heard Lubellian and branded in and branded fusion are like the key ones that you really have to look out for. Yeah, and uh Master Raid, like that's a lot of pressure. Um playing against good players this weekend, like look then like you have to really think. Like you have to do all the math. Like when you're in the moment staring down, oh, I can only use six cards or six card effects, which ones do I get to use before I out this? Like, which one? Like, how do I do this? It puts a lot of pressure on people very fast, very fast. So it's, uh, I would definitely say Masquerade, Branded Fusion, and Branded in Red are the, and Lubellion are the cards that you would like to stop before the game gets out of control. And then, of course, Chimera, but if they're Chimera and you, they've done everything else right. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for me. Caleb, do you have any more follow up questions? Uh, no, you pretty much asked everything I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I may have jumped in there on you. Nah, uh, it's cool. Well, listen, Chris, thank you again so much for taking time out of your probably pretty hectic uh, press run here <laughs> to come in, chat with us, and talk with us. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on the luxury sponsorship. I did see that. That's awesome. Yes, uh, so if people want to find you, I know that you have also taken your put your hands in on the content creation game. Where can people find you? Where can people get their uh, their content from you? Uh, I'm on Lofton TCG, uh, Instagram Lofton TCG and YouTube Lofton TCG. And as well as Metafino, um, I have picked up a slot on the coaching roster for Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, I've got some packages on there that you guys can feel free to check out. Um, And I will be taking on students next week after I get back from Mexico. And if you guys have any questions with that, just please feel free to uh, just send me a message and we can go from there. 
You heard it here first, folks. If you want to get Metafy coaching from soon-to-be-back-to-back YCS champion Chris Lofton, be sure to go ahead and check that out. We will have the link in the description down below. Uh, if Chris, if you could send that to us after we get done here, that'd be great. But uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, so much for listening to today's episode. Oh, my goodness. I almost forgot the podcast question of the day. If I forget again... Our community is going to murder us. They're going to come find us and murder us. Uh, so the one last week was, or last episode was, how do you feel about Master Roll Bandless changes? Um, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to keep it short because it's been a long episode, but everybody hated it. I'll, I'll just be honest. Literally I, nobody liked the Master Roll Bandless. I didn't see a single person say a single good thing. I have not played a single game of Master Duel, and I saw it and I go, that is awful for them. That is not yeah. the right that you wanted to go the first ban list no in a format with vfd rongo miniad galaxy tomahawk and countless other problems block dragon etc that was not the list but yeah so i i'm not gonna go through reading every response like i normally do but it was bad uh this week's pot or today's podcast question of the day is what do you think is the best deck in the meta right now I am going to be honest. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I I mean, De- Despia feels like it, right? We just spent an entire episode talking about it, and it feels like it's Despia. But I, I feel like I need more than one weekend. Is that like is that fair? I, I You had an incredulous look on your face, Chris. <laughs> I. So you said in the meta. Yeah, the best deck right in the meta right now. I like to look at the meta like Pokemon. Like, you know, Bulbasaur beats Squirtle, Squirtle beats Charmander, Charmander beats Bulbasaur. Like, there. think of the meta, I think of the whole Encompass. And you want to know my honest opinion? What I Love think it. the deck in the meta is? Yeah. Sword Soul. I just don't know how to play the deck. I think Sword Soul is the best deck in the meta. Like, I am highly feared of that deck. And the less, the, the, the least I have to play, the better. Yeah, no, that deck is scary because. There's almost no stopping it. It just feels like there's no stopping it. In the hands of a good pilot, it is crazy. And the deck takes so much brain power to pilot sometimes. It it hurts my head every time I sit down at the table. So, but um, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. It could be Despia. It could be Prank Kids. It could be Sword Soul. I, I don't know. Caleb's been bodying me with dinosaur-like over and over because I guess Dinosaur just has like a great Sword Soul matchup. I don't know, but I want to hear everybody's opinions. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can find the podcast question today on our Twitter and in our Discord server. Links are, of course, always in the description down below. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. And until next time, have a good weekend. Take care, everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.